0: John! That's me. What's up? Yes.
1: Um, nothing. Nothing? Nothing has transpired between the last show and this show for me. It's almost like time has stood still. Were you putting
0: carbonite? It's very...
1: (laughs) No, it's very, uh... I don't know. It's very Einsteinian. Static? Like, static? No, static is in non-moving. Non-moving. No, it's just very, uh... it's, it's, It's very, um... I don't know.
0: It's like almost like deja vu. All over again. All over again. I'm starving. I could go for a little bit of the grub myself. You know what I think I'm going to eat? What? Food. (laughs)
1: The kind of food you can just eat.
0: I love (laughs) that kind. This is like food you can just eat. (laughs) Dead animals. We're uh, pulling quotes out from our past. Yeah. It's like inside jokes that we're sharing with everyone. (laughs) We say inside
1: jokes all the time and... There's exactly two people who typically get them. <laughs> in this room, at least. We're
0: actually us. <laughs> so anyways, we're back at it again.
1: We're back. Anything new? Um, well, let's see. Let me think about this for a second. All kinds of strange stuff going on at work. Um, I think we actually had three people quit within seven days. Uh, one person actually literally quit, just didn't come in, and two people gave their notice. So it's um, like job abandonment almost. A little bit of that going on, and it's not a uh, good sign. I haven't seen any concerts between the last show and this show, but I've um... no, haven't seen any concerts. Nothing, nothing. Yeah, yeah, got nothing.
0: I mean, that's not really a good sign when someone just decides to to quit and and doesn't even think I'm going to let anyone know about that. Well, they let us know
1: actually. They called us from their new job. And oh, said, oh, they did. Oh, by the way, I'm at my new job. I won't be
0: coming in today. Oh, that job that I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, never mind. It's somewhere else. And it's also not a good sign when several people over the course of, like, a week quit.
1: You know, I, I want to
0: complain. Complain. I work with this guy, no names,
1: and um, he's in his late 40s, mid to late 40s. And it rhymes with? Uh, Malva. Okay, Malva. <laughs> so his name is Jova. Dolores! Oh, there you go um yeah i don't know what his name is i do but i'm not going to say it but anyway he's in his mid to late 40s and he's a big gamer he likes the call of duty first person shooter oh games. video games yeah 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 yeah. he likes the uh console based shooter shoot up games and i was watching on like the history channel uh a, a brief history of the 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 battle of britain right the 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 battle for control o- over the skies over the channel and over mm-hmm. london as fought by the raf versus you know the luftwaffe mm-hmm. and they were interviewing all of these surviving raf pilots all these spitfire pilots right i'm fascinated by this stuff you know these guys actually did it right these mm-hmm. guys flew planes and defended their country so I'm watching it, and me and this other guy are just totally mesmerized by the stories of these these old, older gentlemen, British pilots and and how they defended their country against uh, the Luftwaffe in, in World War II. And this guy walks in, who's a big gamer, and he sits down and he's like absolutely angry or something you know, I mean, uh, not quite angry, but he's just confused, like, what are you guys watching? and i'm like well we're we're watching the history channel we're watching these these actual war heroes talking about you know them defending their country in the in world war 2 you know and this guy's like well, who freaking cares about that and i'm like yeah, let's just go sit down on our ass for four hours and play a video game, right? Let's not actually learn something about history or, you know, what these men sacrificed to actually, and you know, I'm not a big into the whole, you know, sacrificing for freedom thing. You know, no, I, I'm not a flag waver yeah, because you basically in the will go to modern Canada. American sense. No, well, it depends. But, you know, these guys put something on the line. They put their life on the line every day, flying these planes to defend their country. And this guy who sits around ...freaking wanking it, playing a freaking video game, which mimics heroics and all this crap. I'm like, you know, come talk to me when you've entered the service and have done something as impressive as these guys, you know? You can't handle know. the it truth, is what you should have it, said to him. It just, it just aggravated me. Hooah. I mean, I don't like this guy that much in general, <laughs> but this really put it over the top for me, you know? I'm like, I don't know. I mean... I don't know. There's this one show and I forget what it's called on the History Channel where they interview these pilots and they do uh, computer graphic recreations of I've what it that. would have probably looked like I've to seen be these that. guys. Yeah. Amazing stuff. You know, and in this day and Fairly realistic. They're doing, you know, photorealistic uh, computer graphics of, you know, the maneuvers these guys made and whatever to bring their plane home or to do whatever they did. And to me, this stuff I could watch this stuff all day. You know, and my, this guy I work with would much rather go home and freaking play a video game. Whatever. I don't know. You know, just, just my bitch for the day. Wow. You're like set off. No, I'm not that mad about it. But, I mean, I mean, come on. I'm pretty sure you would have enjoyed you, these shows that I'm talking about. I do. I yeah, do. Thank you. I I never got to say that, by the way. But that's another thing entirely. I, especially. But um boom.
0: Especially that I'm show. I'm talking were... about the
1: I do thing. I do? Yeah, I never got to say that. Oh, oh,
0: see, you it. It went like right, right over woo, my head, right over your head. No, see, uh, I like a spitfire over the channel. I in, I enjoy watching those, the especially the, the one I think the dog fighting, I think it's, it's what it's called dog fights or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's very, very cool because they get into the mind of the pilots, both sides, even. They don't sure. just say, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I, I I shot down that commie bastard. No, they they show wrong war. <laughs> Oh well, maybe not. Whatever. I mean, on which word is. I've seen yeah. stuff where they were they were going over the the skies of Vietnam where they were actually fighting commie bastards. You know, so they were they were fighting uh MiGs quite a bit. And you see some of the maneuvers and the strategy because they knew about the 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 uh the power of the other airplane versus, you know, its ability to climb versus you know, its ability to turn, and they knew about these things, so they knew how they had to counter those. So very, very cool, very, very cool stuff. And- what I didn't know, though, was that if you're in a
1: defensive position in those, like, two planes, ag- aggressors that are mm-hmm. attacking you, you can fly, like, a figure eight pattern, and apparently, I-, I didn't get it, but, like, they were taught to fly this kind of backwards Invasive and forwards. Forward like Yeah, and I was like, wow, how interesting. I never heard of that before.
0: Well, it's because it's hard to predict, you know.
1: It seems like a figure eight is very easy to predict, but yeah, one of the interesting ones I saw was these guys who were flying a B-17 or a B-24, naturally it got shot to hell and they were just trying to nurse it back home. You know, two engines are out and it's flying, half you a know? wing. half a wing and they're trying to nurse it back home. And, you know, I thought the, uh, the punchline was going to be that they nursed it back home, but these guys eventually had to bail out of the plane. Yeah. yeah. But again, done with computer graphics, very, uh, very realistic. And again, for me, fascinating stuff.
0: Well, and the other thing that kills me about some of the people who are immersed in those video games is how they get off on the gore and the violence, Uh, and they don't appreciate that uh, in real life it hurts and people die.
1: Yeah, bullets... I've never been hit by one, but it probably hurts. And Yeah, I don't (laughs) know. You know, there was a time 10, 10 years ago where I would have said video games have no effect on the state of being the state of mind of mm-hmm. the people who play them but back then i suspect they weren't the graphics certainly weren't as immersive and the the audio wasn't as immersive and by immersive i mean yeah. lifelike and yeah i was not like playing mario it. brothers i
0: was going to become a plumber and right. attack a
1: kong <laughs> could happen but not that likely <laughs> right. But you know the the graphics and the reality is so real. The reality is real. Imagine that, and it's so immersive, submersive, even subversive. That uh, you know, and these guys seem to be really playing them. You know, the, these guys will play them ten hours a day instead of just an hour or two hours. So I I don't know. I got to think it really is having an effect on people now. You know, well to me, and this goes to that argument that that people were. I don't mean, to interrupt. No. I yes, do. you do. Yeah, uh, this goes back to kind of that that whole rock lyric thing too. Does Ozzy Osbourne lyrics make people commit suicide? And I don't sure. believe that's true. They do,
0: <laughs> of course. Because if I'll kill myself if I have to
1: hear any more of them. That's true. no. Ozzy's lyrics are pretty I'm good. Kidding. The pins and needles prick the skin of little dolls. Ozzy Osbourne. You pulled that out of 1983. your 1983 place. <laughs> I was a big Ozzy head. Wow. I was a metal head in the early '80s, wow. and but however, these new video games and you know not to. How long would your son play video games if you let him? 27 hours a day. <laughs> okay. And I'm not picking on John's son cuz I love John's kids, but John's son really likes video games and what what is his goal in life? To be a video game player. <laughs>
0: no, no, video game teacher. Well, yeah, but I think that's just his way of saying, I want to play video games until I die. And, and make money doing it. <laughs> and make money doing it. Well, you had, had me ask him
1: once, like a year or two ago, yeah. Alex, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a video game teacher. And I said, good job if you can get the work. And who knows? In the way Probably will you, There work. will be something like yeah.
0: that in, in, in 20 years or 10 years or whatever. They're going to have like little uh, like Sylvan Learning Centers where people go so that they can take their video game exams and Alex is going to be the teacher there. And and the games are only going to get better in terms of graphics mm-hmm. and displays are only going to
1: get better. Audio's only going to get better. All of this, you know, the way you interact with the game is only going to get better, you know, the controller or the whatever. It's going to be like some sort of, you know, like virtual reality thing. I mean,
0: Alex is going to be talking about, you know, to his students at the video game school, he's going to be saying, "I remember the days when we didn't have cortical implants." <laughs> That's right. And my dad had this console. Right. This 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 We this. had things on a
1: TV yeah, we had actually had vacuum tubes, you know, CRTs, right. you know, I mean, we're actually at the age now where, you know, John has a flat panel on his computer. I had one, um, I bought my first one a year and a half ago, and now I have a, a flat panel TV, but I mean, yeah, it's getting so immersive and realistic, I actually think that's start. it's starting to become a problem, you know, because it's so lifelike.
0: Well, to me, it's like alcohol. It, it literally it, it's it's like alcohol and we don't have enough as far it, as i'm concerned there's never enough of it that's the problem <laughs> the no. bottle is empty no sorry about the the, the problem the thing the way i see it is it's it's like alcohol if you've got like a violent personality and it's like stowed down deep down it's just going to enhance that you know if you get drunk you're going to become a mean drunk if you it's not like the alcohol has mean mean juice in it it's it's the thing that actually enhances <laughs> well, it's your body chemistry. It, it enhances your, your,
1: your you actual being. It, it, it
0: amplifies it tweaks certain things that are already in you. And if you're a nutcase and and you're a violent nutcase and you've got some weird tendencies and you play a video game and it tweaks those things, the video game that's immersive is going to be way more effective than like Donkey Kong where seven pixels on the screen at one time the 8 bit graphics or right, the 8 bit graphics. So yeah, I I agree that it it
1: does have an effect. However, I I have seen, for example, I remember, and this isn't even the meat of our show. I don't even know. We just got into this interesting little uh intro I play thing. some music maybe? No. no but, well, my friend Lisa's is into psych. She studied psych in school and it, it I've never studied it, but it interests me. You know, human behavior interests me because there's a lot of strange people. Cuz
0: there's not enough people who are doing
1: your bidding. And she told me a few years ago about a guy, a a person who probably has some issues, you know, some mental issues. And this person in their personal diary was writing about um, committing sexual acts on children. And every psychologist in the world said, well, better to write about it than actually do it. But he was convicted because he wrote the stuff down. He was convicted as a child molester because of what he wrote in a, a journal. Well, and this probably does lead into
0: some of the stuff that we're going to
1: talk about later. But what I'm getting at here is I at the same time while I think the you know people are are getting a little um lost in in these immersive video games, at the same time I wonder if some part of it can't be therapeutic because when it gets so realistic that you really think you're killing someone, if you have tendencies to do that, if you could perform these tendencies, act out these tendencies in a in an immersive
0: three D environment that seems real, I'd rather have them doing that than doing it in real life. Well they have done studies recently which show people who play a lot of these violent video games and play video games quite a bit is that these people actually after they're playing the video games are extremely relaxed. Yeah. It's so it's it is I very think it might be able to go in both directions though. It could. I think
1: a lot of this I think a lot of this these studies need to be uh, you know um, studied
0: <laughs> well i imagine that well it, it can i'm sure it can tweak certain people and and, and everyone obviously is different and they're going to have different reactions but they have shown that there are lots of cases where people playing video games it's a way it's a catharsis that you get through these things you you expend a lot of mental and psychological energy and then when you're done you sort of go oh, i got through that level and then you sleep better and you know have a nice day how much how many
1: hours a week do you spend playing video games
0: um probably about an hour. Ask me how many
1: hours a week I spend playing video games. Okay, Rich, you're better than me. That that would be zero. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with being better. But it's interesting because they did a study in Mix Magazine, uh, one of the audio magazines that I read. Mm-hmm. And I actually responded to the uh the the poll and you they fa- <laughs> I did cuz I am a poll. And um they found that people who work in the audio industry spend significantly less time playing video games than other people for whatever reason. It's because they have no lives <laughs> cuz we're pushing knobs and slide and buttons and slide so, yeah we we tweak slide
0: <laughs> you tweak a slide-em sure is that like are you speaking a different language no we push buttons that sounds and, like slavic and, and
1: tweak slide you know slidems, faders slide you look like you're one of
0: those djs and
1: i am i'm spinning a you got the headphones know. on <laughs> that was wow. really good wasn't
0: it <laughs> it was awesome you should, <laughs> not you should take that to the market
1: Which market? Like, you know. PNC. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm I'm going to play
0: some some music and end this fiasco.
1: All right, play a tune.
2: I feel so down, I can't help realize. I feel the tears I felt behind your eyes. You hope. But still you never
1: It's over. Yeah, it's over. Yeah.
0: Power pop. I thought that was pretty good. Not it, one of my favorites, but again. You know who that was? Uh, no. That was the fire apes with, it's over.
1: <laughs> it's Or as uh, they say on the end of uh, uh, Iron Chef,
0: it's over. Is that what they say? Well, they do. And our friend Scott used to say that too. And what do they say when they start cooking? I like cuisine. There you go. And then he bites the big pepper well that's a euphemism he bites they, the big pepper i know
1: i hate it when that happens <laughs> actually both versions of the show said a la cuisine and uh, the new version of the
0: show he doesn't really bite the pepper does he he doesn't he bites something else <laughs> pepper shaped he yes. does i think he, it's an apple or something yeah let the. Uh... he but he does he bites into something I, i'm sure he i'm sure it.
1: you're imagining it anyway you're seeing. Look at he is YouTube. a martial artist, by the way. That guy that they Some got to be. do a backflip off of something. He's once. he's very uh, he's very acrobatic. He's he's a
0: nephew. He's or, very martial artist. Cousin of the uh, not in the real Chairman life. Mao or whatever his name. No, is.
1: Chairman Kaga. Kaga. Chairman, yeah, Chairman Kaga. Yeah, he's not in real life, but they're claiming he's the nephew of Chairman Kaga. Oh, he's the, not. No, it's no. a big he, farce. Yes, it's a lie. It's all. I hate to disappoint you, but it's all a lie.
0: My world has been shattered.
1: Yeah, it's still a, a pretty good uh it captures the flavor of the original show. I like it. Despite the fact that Bobby Flay's on there. Alton Brown is good though. He's a good host. Yeah, he's great. Alton Brown is good at everything he does except the um, you know, the host of Junkyard Wars <laughs> not so much, but I actually saw some repeats of Junkyard Wars. He wasn't Wars
0: good when he was in the mixed martial arts competition in the cage. He didn't do yeah. well in the octagon.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I really didn't like him on This Old House either. He just didn't, uh, you no. know. No. Yeah, I hate him. Norm better. I hated him with uh,
0: Little House. Little House on the prairie? <laughs> yeah, on the prairie. Which, which one was he? <laughs> it was Frederick. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, So here's a little story. Let me tell you a story. Tell me a story. Let me tell you a story about a man named Jed. No, actually my wife. Her name is not Jed. So she went to go fill up at the pump the other day. Gas, <laughs> that is. And we've got this really bad van. Why are you giving me that look? Everything is dirty to you. You're gutter boy. We've already established. that. I am not the real gutter. Only when I'm bowling, which will never happen. It's gonna happen. So Betsy goes to the to the gas pump, and she gets our van filled up with gas. How much do you think it cost?
1: Well, how big is the tank? Large. XL.
0: <laughs> XL.
1: Like a Yukon XL. XL. I, like I don't a I actually, Denali.
0: I actually don't even know the All right, capacity. Sixty bucks. No. How much? Eighty-five dollars. What do you got? A forty-gallon tank in there? No, you would think, but no, we don't. I don't even know what the gallons are. I mean, let me do the math. I can't do the math. Anyways, it's it's a lot of money to fill up once. Eighty-five friggin' bucks. Right. My it, tank is thirteen gallons. By the way, that that's exactly the same as my tank. And when I fill up, it's around fifty dollars. Yeah, you carry, I just carry don't the one. Carry the one. Yeah. So
1: I think I'm never on empty, though. So, you know, it's never really? actually 50. I, I I always wait until I'm very empty. Usually I have to put about 30 bucks in to top off the tank. That's about how low I let it go.
0: Oh, well, you're you're better than me, probably. So basically what I'm saying is we got ticked off this past week with the whole gas situation. Spoon! I've, what? The tick. Oh, that, that was his phrase, wasn't it? so and i the only reason i know that is because
1: scott i know some guys who used to like that i've never seen it i just used to hear them going spoon and i'd go what the hell i never got the tick about? actually No,
0: or the animal well you got the tick it's just the tourette's tick <laughs> it's a read. different tick it's, entirely it's a it's in a mixed meter so i'm i'm Really, really ticked off about this whole gas thing. Betsy and I, I think we basically felt that the last straw has been breaking camel's backs for quite some time now. And man, I was just saying, you know what? That's it. I really wanted to get a a nicer car, like a a better car, like more more comfortable car, the next car that I got. But I said, forget it. The next car I'm getting, because I put way so many miles on my car, is something that gets like lots of miles per gallon, like lots. And we're talking prius territory here so I'm, I'm looking online saying yeah that's got great mileage and i'm looking at some other options and i'm looking at the prius and i'm saying you know what this is really going to work out i'm doing the maths and it's going to you know we can afford it it's it's going to be saving thousands of dollars in gas every year and then i said i'm going to be driving a prius I'm driving around in this car that makes me look like a wanker. I never realized you use your hands so much when you talk. I do. To, to, I to use my hands. Italian thing. If I if I actually stop using my hands, I can't speak. He just comes to a grinding halt. Yeah. For... Yeah. If you ever, ever want to take an Italian guy and shut him up, tie his hands. That's <laughs> basically it. So you don't want to do a Prius
1: because you feel emasculated by the I car. I do. I do. I do. I do. I Again,
0: do. words I never got to utter. You can say them. They're just not legally binding. I no can't actually. But yeah, it's the, like Fonzie and wrong. So I'm, I'm, I'm really torn because I really want to save the Rip money. Torn. I don't like him so much. I I really Men want to black? save the money, but I do not necessarily want to be seen driving the Prius. <laughs>
1: I don't want to be seen driving it. For me it would be about not wanting to drive it. It's not so much as Oh, I don't think it's probably a bad car to drive. No, no, no. I've driven one actually. I have, have, you? have four
0: friends with Prius. How Pri? Pri? Prius? Prium? I don't
1: know. Priums. well,
0: how are they what? How are they how, how is it driving one? I have never been in one. I've never dri- driven one. What's it like? With respect to what? What's it like? I mean, you know,
1: I'm, you know, the car that I have now and, you know, the the way I prefer to drive is with manual transmission Mm -hmm. and, uh, you can't get a manual transmission. You get a CVT, you get the continuously variable transmission, which is great for fuel economy. Um, I mean, it's a car, you know, it's, 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 it's a car. I I don't know what to tell you other than that. Um, I, I mean, in terms of fun, probably not so much, but you know, you're going to save a lot on gas. And that's fun.
0: Well, to some people. And I'm becoming because one of those people. Because you can buy... Other things. Yeah, you can buy other things like... Food. Wine. More gas. Hookers. Hey, whoa. It's not on my budget. It could be, though, with the Prius. Well, yeah, no. They don't fit in them. <laughs> what doesn't fit in what? Hookers in the Prius. Oh, they do. Trust me, I know. Fold them in half? Is you the- don't have to. Oh. Now the, the deal with the Prius is that I, I, I'm I really liking a lot of the amenities in it, too. What amenities does it have? What does it have? Come with a masseuse? I mean... No, I mean, it, it's, you know, at a very decent price. It's got a lot, you know, it's got the nice stereo. It's got the, the Bluetooth. It's got teeth that are blue. Why are you giving me that, that shaking of the head?
1: I would... I've been in BMWs that had amenities, and oh. I certainly don't think that the Prius has amenities. I don't know. I mean, maybe okay. I'm missing something.
0: All right. My car, my current car, is Subaru. is stripped bare bones, has no amenities. Well, you, it's got an engine the, and an AM FM stereo. Because
1: of the weight. What do you mean the weight? You can accelerate and climb faster with the
0: lower weight. What? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I, I got it. You Be- took the armor off. Oh, True. I don't know what I'm saying. What what I basically did is when I bought that car, I wanted it to be completely utilitarian. I wanted it to be where I carry stuff in it and it has all-wheel drive and it was low cost, the lowest cost I could get with those two basic requirements. And today we did not get to carry a carpet. We didn't. No. So, I'm looking at the Prius and around the same price and it's got, you know, a few what, what is the price of the Prius?
1: 28?
0: 28, uh, no. Not that much? I thought no, they were that much. No, no. I've seen them on the lot. Betsy and I, we went to to look at them on the lot last week, and it was like 22, 23 with pretty much everything. Everything being? Other than the DVD and leather, pretty much everything. <laughs> with leather? I mean, the uh, the navigation system and leather. Without the navigation system and leather, they're like 22, 23. With leather? With leather and navigation, they're like 25.
1: Oh, that's okay. Your father's waiting for you in the tool shed. <laughs> Ice picking the forehead.
0: <laughs> but no, they're not like 28 grand. I thought they were. Okay. Well, that's the thing. That's the other reason why we're thinking about possibly doing it is because they've come down in price. Yeah.
1: They may have started out in the high 20s. I don't know. My, I, have, I have, like I said, I have four friends with them. And uh, the people whose names I can recall are Tim, Ken, Tim's wife, whose
0: name I don't recall, and someone else. Do they enjoy them? They do. They love their pre eye. So they've actually become Prius aficionados. They've become lovers. Prius Prius boosters. Lovers of the Prius. And they wouldn't say a a nary a bad word about them?
1: I actually have been meaning to, uh, now that each of them has had their car for a year or more, upwards of two years, in the case of Tim and um, his wife, whose name I forgot, um, I've been meaning to query them to see how much they're uh, still enjoying their cars. And I work with a guy, claims that his friend's fuel economy and his prius goes down significantly in winter and i'm curious to see if that's true of my other friends i can think of no reason why that would happen
0: spinning those tires wheel out,
1: wheel spin right yeah. yeah you know but again it
0: what do you just i don't think anything's got enough torque to spin <laughs> wheels actually come on <laughs> well you know and then I'm, I'm looking at some other options too because I, I really got to drive down the fuel economy because I'd put a lot of miles. Get it. Drive down the
1: fuel economy. Ah.
0: Boom, boom. I drive a lot of miles. I'm putting like over like 110, 120 miles a day on the car. That's a lot. <laughs> talking lots. John's like Aaron Senna over here without the dent on his head. <laughs> no, I've got dents in my car. So the other options are a diesel. Diesel? No, a diesel. Diesel. Not Vin Diesel. Diesel. What are you talking about? Shut
1: up what disease it's just a joke Diseasel. like
0: disease diseasel.
1: oh, oh okay. it's just a word you're you're acting like there's some deep meaning in there well does i not. thought there was
0: does not <laughs> does not <laughs> so i'm thinking looking at the diesel there, there's uh the clean diesels are coming to the united states this year i saw
1: a mercedes-benz smart car in utica the other day did you yeah how cool, cool tiny that? little the tiny compact, little they like look a-
0: like a phone booth It's like drive. You basically have to stand up straight in them. Yeah. I saw one in Utica on the roads. How cool is that? Those are not highway cars, I'm thinking. I I don't know, but they're really small. I bet they're easy
1: to parallel park.
0: Yeah, because you pick them up and put them on your shoulder. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I'm looking at the the clean diesels are coming to the U.S., and they're calling them clean diesels because they finally meet all of the emission standards of both California and New York and some of the other states. And they get some serious Wyoming. MPGs. Wyoming. Very, very stringent standards there. No, I think that if you burn a buffalo, you're good <laughs> with Wyoming.
1: <laughs> the the clean diesels
0: also burn buffalo. <laughs> you can take buffalo skin. Have
1: you seen these cars that run on air, compressed air? No. We got to Google it's it. It's a
0: toy. No,
1: no. They're like tiny little smart cars. And they blow up. That run on compressed air. They're called Balloons. No. No, it's really wild. They're doing a lot of that in France right now. Compressed (laughs) air.
0: A lot of wacky things from France.
1: Yeah, because the amount of pollution they
0: put out is nothing. (laughs) There's there's the toast. There's the fries. There's the bread. Compressing the air, of course. And then there's Perrier. Probably
1: has some carbon output, but the car itself, put your nose right up
0: to the exhaust. It's fine. Yeah. Compressed air. Well, that's the other thing about these, these clean diesels is they have these, these emission scrubbing systems where there's basically nothing coming out except for warm air. Like the scrubbing bubbles. Woohoo. Well they have these these uh they're canisters that they trap all of the particulate matter, everything, and they're they're very, very, very extremely clean and they get like close to sixty miles per gallon. That's cool. crazy. What are you saying? So I'm thinking I might want to get one of those, hmm. but then I have to, you know, run on truck fuel. Then you gotta go to the truck stop. Well, I don't have a problem. The with that. food there is great, I'm told. Well, if I get to see Vic Tayback, it'd be good. <laughs> so I'm, that's the thing that Kiss I'm doing. my grits. I'm, I'm torn between you know getting a, a very efficient, fuel-efficient car and trying to find something that's also fun to drive and something that I, I'm well, not embarrassed to be a, seen in.
1: If you got a VW TDI, that's you what you could at. get a manual transmission and have a little bit of fun. Or you could get a Prius and... Be a wanker
0: <laughs> well and that's the other thing about the diesels is that they have lots of torque very torquey
1: diesel engines are, are typically torquey
0: yeah so even though the the horsepower is not you're like great off 300, the line
1: yeah you're great off the line but high end high revs no not so much yeah.
0: so i don't know and and the other thing that i'm looking at is you know i gotta have all of my family in the car too and at the same time at the same time have you ever done that all of them in this... Of course. Okay. My current car can fit them, but it doesn't get the mileage. Right. So I got to fold some people in half to get them in the Prius.
1: Hmm. Maybe yeah. cut
0: them, cut some parts off. That might be a problem in the Prius. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I don't want to look like a wanker. What about polygamy? That's not going to work for me because they don't fit in the car either. And, yeah. we're, and we're probably running low on time. So we'll get to polygamy next time. You don't want to talk about polygamy now? No. All right. So John feels like less of a man driving a Prius. I haven't driven one yet, so I, I feel, have. I feel like quite like a man. Do you? I, feel f- less I like felt a man?
1: actually okay driving the Prius because I knew I was going to be able to get out <laughs> eventually and drive a different car.
0: That was more. You're fun. extremely manly. House on wheels. <laughs> I Rich, do not. Rich drives a Hummer. Rich drives a Hummer that that actually runs on uh, whale fat. <laughs> I kill the whales. I have I actually have whales strung up in my backyard. It's got an alternative tank that you can put uh, California condors in and yep, baby yep. seals.
1: Yeah, the spotted owl as well. Uh, it runs on spotted owl and uh, um, I'm trying to think of a dodo birds. There dodo birds, yeah. dodo eggs even. Yep, yep, yep. I club them myself. Fresh clubbed? Oh of course. That's They're the always way. better fresh. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Gah, best served live. <laughs> we gonna do a tune? Yeah. This yeah. one is a little band
0: that uh, Rich discovered. <laughs> oh right, let's check these guys out.
2: Yeah, on the black top bouncing away with the red cherry balls day after day. Today is special, there's love in the air.
1: exactly who that was that was the wrong trousers no i'm wearing the right ones well usually or if you're ever wearing them actually and that song was called uh calvin and where did we find these people i in some strange you know the whole youtube thing speaking of be getting immersed you know you start seeing videos and then they start recommending videos in the little right column and um, I just, sucked you right in. They sucked me right in. I found them performing live, like on a street corner or something, doing a cover of "Video Killed the Radio Star." A and mandolin, like, yeah, mandolin, harp, and. There's a third person, isn't there? Mandolin, harp, and bass. Sort of Stand-up bass. Yeah, he plays right. acoustic bass. That's right. Yeah. And I didn't hear any harp in this song, but the woman who was singing plays the harp. But I did hear bass, mandolin, and vocals, and the, yeah, that was the wrong trousers. They're just sort of this quirky bunch of high school kids. That yeah,
0: they're like right out of high school or just in college or something. Kind of young and- uh, Kind of wow. Kind of wow. Kind of now. Mm-hmm. With it. They're Very hip. hip. They're happening. Yeah. Yeah. I and, dig them.
1: And uh, I forwarded John the video, and he looked up on the Podsafe Music Network and discovered that they had uh, at least
0: one track. Do they have any more? There's a couple of tracks that they have. Uh, that was one of them, and they've got one other, and those are the only songs that we could play. I, I actually like their, their cover of Video Killed the Radio Star, <laughs> but since we can't play that not because technically. of legal restrictions and Rich's well,
1: We have not had a problem finding interesting music on the show within the bounds of the law. The law as Lars Ulrich sees it anyway. I don't like him. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. So I saw a film, and um, you're familiar with this film, no? No. Four months, three weeks, and two days. It's a Romanian film, 2008, not rated, 113 minutes long. Directed by Christian Munjou.
0: I'm familiar with the subject matter.
1: I've not seen it. And, you know, I'm not going to dwell on the... the, I I want to talk about the the, the filmmaking and the directing of this film, actually, because this film is about, like, 1987 Romania, which was during the Ceausescu regime, the Ceausescu, uh, you know, uh, ruling... And of course, abortion was uh, illegal in that country at that time. And this film is about uh, primarily a girl and her roommate in college, one of whom is pregnant and is seeking to get an abortion. And of course, it would be an illegal abortion and all of the things they kind of have to go through. Uh, to, to do this and from a filmmaking perspective what was interesting about this film was that even though this was kind of a drama it was almost like a thriller there were these moments where they made us wait the director just made us wait for extended periods of time and I mean from a you know from a from a filmmaking perspective, I mean that's actually very brave. I mean he really put the audience on hold in a couple of these scenes, and we've kind of been trained by horror movies to expect the worst at the end of. Did a cat long jump waves. out behind her back? Well, you know something like that. Actually, there were a few of those you know, false alarm kind of things where, you know, there's this long, long, long tense. She backed
0: into someone and they put their hand on her shoulder. And
1: yeah, <gasps> you know, something like that. Those kinds of things that happen. But we've been trained by horror movies, and I mean the classic horror movies, Halloween or, you know, Freddy Krueger and all those things, to expect Beaches. something bad to happen. And while none of this actually did happen, it was fun to look around the movie theater during these extended periods of time where we were made to wait for the result of, of, of an action, right? And I could just see people they didn't know what to do with their hands you know they were just like they were so tense they wanted to do like hand puppets no they were just they just they were on the edge of their seat i mean again a drama but it really felt like a a thriller or something almost like a hitchcock film at times just because of of, was jimmy stewart in it uh yes he played the lead he played the pregnant woman and you know we could sit here and talk for hours about abortion and um you know, whatever. I don't even know what to talk about on that because it's a subject John doesn't like to talk about. <laughs> I don't mind talking about it. Well, I mean, what did we learn in this film? Um, making abortion illegal makes all people not get pregnant and not want abortions. Okay, that's the first thing we learned in the film. The second thing we learned in the film is that making abortion illegal keeps people from having abortions. <laughs> John's just like staring up the the crack of the
0: ceiling, and no, this is this is your time. <laughs> well,
1: I I don't know. I don't even know if we've ever talked about abortion on the show. So oh, I, we haven't. I don't know. I think, know. We, I think you, we have. We didn't go that deeply, into it. We avoided the topic, but I mean, I I don't actually want to get into one on that level. But I mean, look, what what did we learn from prohibition? You know, we learned that making something illegal certainly doesn't make it go away. The right choice is probably not to have the abortion. But you know, um, this 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 woman's life would have been it was severely endangered because she had this you know amateurish guy they found on the street perform the abortion, and um, you know the film wasn't that graphic from a um, from a, the viewing perspective. You know they they did briefly sort of hint at the act and whatnot, but I mean it wasn't like a bloody mess or, or anything like that. But for me, not a film I need to see again. But I think the the filmmaking style was very effective and very dramatic, and you know. It, Probably not a film you would enjoy seeing because, you know, seeing a dead fetus lying on the bathroom floor is probably something you don't want to see. No, not going to see it. Yeah, I didn't think you would. But nonetheless, um, again, something I, I probably don't need to see again. But, um, you know, very effective, very, uh, you know, edited. The editing was great. And... um you know, not certainly not a high budget film, but but very interesting. There was one scene, however, where uh, there was this family sitting around a dinner table, and I would have had if I were in that room, I would have had to have killed everyone. So you know, they were even worse than my family. Were they um, postal workers? No, uh, no. One was a chemist, and two were doctors. And uh, yeah. I was just
0: wondering why you had the urge to kill them all.
1: Because I'm a postal worker. <laughs> oh,
0: that's right. I yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's this is weird because, you know, this is a film I would never want to own, nor is it a film I would probably ever want to see again, but I'm kind of recommending it just because, you know, the the kind of tension that the filmmaker created in this film was um frighteningly tense. <laughs> frighteningly frightening and yeah,
0: suspensefully suspenseful. Yeah,
1: watching it in a room and then watching the people in the room, you know, you Probably wouldn't watching get the
0: room of the people, you will and the people of the room
1: get an opportunity to see this in a theater. If you're going to see this, you're going to have to see it uh, on video. But um, yeah, you know, kind of a marginal thumb from me.
0: <laughs> the nail, <laughs> what part of the thumb? The cuticle. meaty, the meaty part, the cuticle, the cuticle, I'm giving the cuticle. And the Rich, first Rich uh, scores is uh, one cuticle. I gave it, yeah, I gave it a cuticle, but um, That's you know.
1: Cute. You might want to watch it. Just don't watch it with your wife. Probably not going to watch it. You might, though.
0: Nah, probably not. You could, you could, though. You could rent it. Not. I could break into your blockbuster queue and put it in your queue. That movie is not in my queue. Not.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, I think that's a show. Yeah. Say something. Something. Something is... You've been listening to Bloodthirsty Vegetarians again. The password is... Sense. Fence. 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 This is Rich Wilgus. And does this make me a Belinda Car- Carlisle or Kitty Carlisle or no, whatever? makes you whatever. What, what Carlisle was in... Wait, that was a different show.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: know. That was to tell the truth. Yes. Kitty Carlisle. And I'm still Rich Wilgus. John Telerico. You've
1: been listening to the Bloodthirsty Vegetarians. Check us out on the web, www.bloodyveg.com. Please. 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 Do Check something. out the forum. Interact with us. bloodyveg.com forum. You could leave us feedback if you wanted to, to... Feedback at bloodybed.com And remember, you've been listening to the VIB.